You're listening to the Stay Sore Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Stay Sore Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Skitsko. And as always, we're talking about health, fitness, mindset, anything that can help you live a better, happier, and healthier life. And I have the pleasure today to talk to Dr. Nigel uh, Breyer. Did I say that right? Correct. Dr. Nigel Breyer, a chiropractor. We're in his clinic today. And I wanted to talk to him about um, back pain. So, Dr. Nigel, thank you for for having this time with me here and talking to people about back pain. My pleasure. So, it seems like the statistics say that about 8 out of 10 people at some point will have back pain or at least discomfort. And could you give us some ideas of where do you think is this coming from? Why do so many people have issues and maybe through your words they can recognize themselves and do something about it? Sure. And those stats are correct, Bo, is most people are going to have back pain sometime in their life, and most people are going to have chronic back pain for most of their life. And so when we think about back pain, we think, I lifted something heavy, I hurt myself for a day or two, problem solved, and then they go about their business. And that does happen, but that's actually the rarest type of problems that I personally see. Mm -hmm. The most common problems I see are people who've had ongoing symptoms that they've managed, neck or back pain usually, or sciatic pain, which is pain down the leg, that they've managed over years with medication. And like any problem, is a problem should never stay. So I always share with my patients is if I cut my finger, if it's not gone in a week, you have to be concerned, right? Yeah. So the question becomes to, for every problem, back and neck and sciatic, et cetera, or headaches for that matter, is the problem should come and then go and never return unless a new problem occurs, like you cut your other finger. Got it. But most chronic problems in our body aren't what you're doing, it's how your body's functioning on an ongoing basis. So a perfect example would be a heart attack patient, Mm -hmm. is they're doing fine, they overexert themselves or do nothing at all, and the heart stops. The day the heart stopped is not when the problem began. We can all agree with that, right? I understand where you're going, yes. It's exactly the same issue when it comes to the neck and the low back, the sciatic headaches, is something's there that's chronically under strain. And when it becomes an issue that the body can't keep under wraps, then a symptom shows up. And most people equate the symptom to the problem. Mm-hmm. And then they treat that symptom for a while till that feels better. And then they go about their business until the symptom returns. Well, the problem with spinal problems is they keep going on because there's an inherent what's called biomechanical condition, mm-hmm. which is just a $20 word for the framework is distorted for some reason. Therefore, like a car with a bent frame, it's not going to run consistently well. It's going to get worse over time. When, when I talk with my clients about alignment or like in simple terms, cracking, uh, adjusting, and in, in your words probably, um, I always say it's like a car that if it's misaligned, the wheel's going to wear out quicker. But if it's aligned, those wheels will serve you longer. So is that where you're referring to? That's exactly what I'm referring to. So you're talking in, let's say, a, a workout or an exercise element. When we talk about structure, that also applies to muscles. So if we go to anatomy for a second, we have our spine, we have our hips, we have our legs, we have our arms, is all of those things are designed to work in a certain pattern for their ideal efficiency. When those patterns aren't there, something else has to compensate. And that's always gonna be a muscle. 
So what most patients come in and say, oh, I just need a massage, my neck's killing me, or they feel a big lump in the back of their neck and it's sore, they're like, it's a muscle problem. Well, what's interesting is it's a muscle symptom, it's not a muscle problem. So if we look at the spine again, is if the spine is dispersing weight properly, mm -hmm. then muscles generally are for movement and stability. But when the bony parts don't work, the muscles now become primary stability. So the analogy I like to consider is if you're going bowling, you hold the bowling ball to your side. Mm -hmm. You can walk a mile that way. Now carry your bowling ball in front of your body. It's going to be very difficult to walk from your car to the bowling alley. Because what's happening is now muscle is using exorbitant amounts of force when if you put it along the side of your leg, that force is along your frame and you can go much longer. I understand what you're saying. Now you imagine that with a head. So if our head's supposed to sit on our frame a certain way, and now because of months on the computer and hours on the computer and lack of physical fitness and all these other things, that head's constantly in front of our body, the muscles have to start taking it. So they get chronically sore and that can create everything from disc herniations in the neck to headaches, to numbness, tingling in the hands and carpal tunnel. So all these different effects from that. Okay, so you're saying most of these issues come from uh, overuse of muscles due to misalignment of structures. Correct. So a, a very common approach would be as a patient would say, I need to get stronger. And although that's a good general statement because exercise will help them in many different ways, mm -hmm. but for their condition, it really won't help the big picture. And so people will say, well, Dr. Nigel, why don't you suggest that I do physical therapy or work out more? And that'll often be a suggestion we make, mm -hmm. but it really has to go back to the spine as a tree and the muscles as a root system. Mm -hmm. So if you're strengthening a root system that's supporting a dysfunctional way, so if you have a tree and you put more roots around the crooked tree, it's still crooked, mm -hmm. though it is stronger. It can take more wind before it finally blows over. But the ideal would be to get it straight and then train the muscles around the frame to change the muscle memory. So it's an order issue. I understand. I, I see this all the time with me in my fitness studio. And sometimes, as you know, sometimes with myself as well, sure. where I can, to the better or to the worse, I can sometimes get away with more things because I have been strengthening and conditioning my body. So I can get away with a slightly crooked tree sometimes. But uh, the underlying issue is getting the structure back to alignment and straightness. And then the, the stronger roots or the stronger muscles will just be an added bonus that will keep it straight longer. Correct. So, and then take that a step backwards a little bit. As patients will often say or come in, they'll ask, they say, hey, I'm feeling better. Mm -hmm. Great. I want to discontinue doing what got me here. I don't seem to need it. I understand. And that's a reasonable expectation, but it's lack of understanding. So that would be like saying, I'm going to take my braces off my teeth now because they no longer hurt me anymore. Mm -hmm. But an orthodontist would quickly tell them, hey, if we take those off, the long-term tissue memory of the roots is going to drag them back. So here's a confusion people have is they don't understand that the body is a constantly changing dynamic organism. But just like our mind thinks similar thoughts repeatedly, mm -hmm. is when we use muscle groups repeatedly, they become unconsciously trained. So oftentimes now the muscle memory supports the old pattern. Okay. So I straighten out a framework, but we also have to train the muscle pattern because we're always fighting the old ruts of the past. 
and sometimes those ruts will never go away. So just like with teeth, sometimes a retainer is used for the rest of a person's life because the roots will never fully get used to the new pattern, even though it's a better pattern. I understand. Yeah. So we, we talked some, some high, high material here. Let's, let's uh, simplify it down to like something practical that people could probably relate to in like everyday life. What do you see are some three, four, maybe five uh, things that people could like recognize themselves in those patterns and maybe do something about it? Sure. The first thing I encourage people to do is look in the mirror and <clears throat> look generally, step back as though you're looking at someone other than yourself and then stand in front of the mirror. And this works great at a big mirror, like at a gym or something. And then look at your shoulders. First thing we want to do is look at, are they equal? That's so easy to see. Mm -hmm. Then look up and look at your head and look at the, you know, the shape of the head and the neck and say, is my neck and head vertical? Mm -hmm. Most people are going to notice it's one side or the other, or the chin is rotated one direction or the other. And when you look at their shoulders, they're going to notice one is higher and one is lower. Super simple to do. Mm -hmm. Then the next is to put your hands on your hips, so right near your belt line, called the ilium. And then look in the mirror and see, are your hands equal? And again, most will find that they are not. So now the question becomes is, where's the force of your life going? It's not working like a pogo stick, your spine, it's working like a dish rag. But the final would be turn laterally from the side and look out of the corner of your eye and hang an imaginary string from your ear. And just look, that ear should go right over the center of your shoulder, down through the center of your hip, down through your knee, down to the ground. But most people are gonna find that their head is in front of their body. It's called anterior head carriage. That means the 12-pound bowling ball is constantly in front of you, making all of the neck, shoulders, all those muscles become overused, overworked. I understand. Uh, yeah. it, it, it all makes sense. I, I use different terminology, but I say very similar things to my clients all the time. I always tell them, when you walk in the room, what walks in first? Your nose, your chin, your forehead, your shoulders, or your chest? Yeah. Don't hide your chest. Yep. And then people put their shoulders back. So why does your head stay forward? You, I always say from the side, your cheekbone should align with your clavicle. And when they do that, they say, I can't be like this. Well, because again, you conditioned yourself to be uncomfortable in, this, in a position that should be normal. Um, so th that's, that's, that's good advice that you gave and you gave more details about it that just check in the mirror how you look from the side and adjust it accordingly, right? Correct. A any, any other advice? Sure, is check in with your symptoms. So the body's natural state is to be healthy. It's our actions and our behaviors, whether they be conscious or unconscious, are what keep us either healthy or sick. Mm -hmm. So the first question we have to look at is, what's my physical structure? And there's going to be, we'll probably talk more about this. The next is, what's my nutritional, chemical, and hormonal function? That means, what am I putting into my body? What's my body doing in response to the things in my life? That's where hormones come in. Mm -hmm. And then the, finally, what's the mental function? What goes on between my ears? So we can all know that if we're feeling downtrodden, how we hold our body is different. If we're happy, we hold our body different. We have to understand that those three components are adding stress to our life or they're reducing stress. So if we don't address all three of those, then you're only hitting a little piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, stress is definitely something big. In my life personally too, I have a lot of different moving parts right now in my life, but I see it in my clients every day as well. You can tell if a person had a good day or a bad day by them just entering my fitness studio, I can tell. 
where the ears are they close to are you wearing your shoulders as earrings or yeah. are you nice tall and proud and you you can tell definitely um what's this the order of fixing these issues like what do you do to like you said have a better healthier life from just being physically straight aligned whatever language you want to use so I'll just use my experience is it really doesn't matter where you start, mm -hmm. but I like simple. So simple to me is what's the easiest to implement right now, mm -hmm. not a week from now, not 10 years, not 20 years from now, but right now on Monday, on Monday, or even better, like as soon as we're done this conversation. Okay. Yes. So, and again, we all procrastinate. So how can we do something simple? So I'm always an advocate to start with the physical. Because people, especially people who've had conditions for long periods of time, so they're kind of disheartened. They've been through the medical routine. They're usually severely medicated. And so their faith in their body and themselves has dwindled. So they need some quick results to get some motivation to take the next step. I couldn't agree more. So I'm a big advocate for let's start with the physical. So when it comes to my practice, we look at improving the spine function first which improves the neurology, how the nerves work and control your body. That's usually an immediate, I feel better. Mm -hmm. That motivates people to take the next step. What's the next step? Well, let's look at what goes in your mouth. What goes in between your ears? How do you think? How do you deal with others? Those are all pieces, but it's a lot easier when you start feeling better right away. Yes, people think in diet in terms of or nutrition, in terms of physical food, but sometimes you should have a very careful diet in terms of mental things that you absorb as well, because they influence you as well. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. A couple super simple things that people can do right away, and I'm a big advocate for just taking some proactive behaviors, is first look in the mirror. That's gonna give you so much information you didn't even know was going on. Then look at some of the symptoms that you feel in your body. And just by looking at your body and knowing where most of your conditions are, like, oh, I seem to always get a sore neck on the right side, or my hip always hurts when I walk too far, or my knee hurts in the morning, or my foot, you can start to see that there's a mechanical cause, that means your structure is creating those symptoms, okay? Then the second thing is, is you can't change anything you're unaware of. So first step is always just start paying attention to what you do most of the time. So what most people do is they sit at a desk. So that would be a good place to start. Sit at the desk, start being more conscientious of sitting up taller, move your computer monitor higher and closer, move your keyboard closer. Mm -hmm. And then each time you find yourself collapsing into a slump is start to correct yourself. So that's step one at a computer. The second is car, People, a lot of people drive. Same thing, move your seat closer to the steering wheel, bring the seat up higher if you can, and move your rear view mirror higher. All that does is just starts to get you aware of where you're spending your time. And then the final thing is start standing on one leg and balancing. And people say, well, that seems silly, but if you stand, on one leg and try to build up to three minutes on each leg and you're going to notice one is much more challenging than the other. Mm -hmm. If you consistently do that, that starts to help build the muscle memory of what's called the corset, which is around the midsection, of course, or the core, as we know. And that's going to help retrain the muscles. It's not going to fix a structural problem, but it's going to start getting the muscles engaged in a different way so that whatever else you do, it's going to be more um, long term. I just to I love everything you just had to say and I want to reinforce it and I'm happy you say that because 
I say the exact same things, maybe in different terms for coming from a personal trainer, but um, I always tell my clients the one leg thing, I always tell them in the evening, you don't even have to have extra time for that. When you brush your teeth, brush them on one leg and then do your dishes maybe for, for 30 seconds to a minute on the other leg yep. and just play around with that. That will already create so much more stability, my muscle connection and as you said, awareness yep. of what's going on. And then the other thing, yes, so many people are so forward flexion, so uh, ingrained into that forward position where they you, you drive, you work, you hold your phone in front of you, you read, you eat, everything is in the front. So the chest gets hidden, the, the spine gets long and weak. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always tell them, you got to do something about it. For example, my tips would be, let me, let me know if you agree with this. Number one, instead of sitting in a chair at work, maybe get an exercise ball, an inflatable ball you can sit on. Because uh, it seems like research shows that about 10% of your core has to be constantly engaged to keep you on that ball. The other thing is maybe a stand-up desk or at least like a little race for your monitor where you can stand and then standing gets boring after a while you start moving your feet around there's some motion and it. so those are some things also i tell clients that check if your monitor is to the left or to the right to the side because some of them have a monitor on the side and then other stuff in front of them and that creates over time overuse of certain muscle structures so i think we are very aligned in our approaches uh, I want to say something and let me know if you agree with this. Um, a lot of times when people have back pain, they come to me and say, I need to strengthen my back because it hurts. And that usually I have a light bulb moment and I'm telling them, please, if it hurts there, it's probably already doing too much. We need to figure out why it's doing too much. And I found uh, that usually it's the glutes are too weak or the core is not helping out properly for the spine, like that lower cross syndrome. Do you see that quite often? Yeah, and that's exactly what we talked about earlier, is pain is an end result of long-term dysfunction, like heart attack is the end result of long-term blood vessel closure. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> that approach is correct. It's about imbalance. And so the glutes are usually weak, absolutely. The abdominals are usually weak. So it's called a flat butt syndrome. So what happens is, is if people can imagine anatomy for a minute and the spine is a whole bunch of bricks stacked on top of each other, there's 24 of them and they have a little rubber cushion called the disc in between. Mm -hmm. If all of those bricks are stacked up nice and squarely, with a few exceptions, they disperse weight wonderfully. But imagine now those bricks are sitting on their edges. Wherever that edge is sitting, it's going to grind and it's going to wear, and it's going to grind and wear that rubber cushion inside. That's called a disc degeneration, can be a disc herniation. Those are all the technical names. But a long story short is why is it sitting on its edge instead of sitting square across the, the brick? That's where these dynamics come in. So for someone like yourself, tightening the glutes is a very good tool. Tightening the abdominal muscles is a good tool. That's going to help support whatever one does to change the structure. Mm -hmm. But the question goes further, why, why is that imbalance there in the first place? And that often becomes a structural-related problem, often starting with the head. So if you think about the head as a bowling ball again, mm -hmm. if it sits on you like a ball on a fence post, it's very efficient. Now, as that head goes forward, just like if you held the bowling ball to the bowling alley in front of you, you couldn't hold it forever. So you would have to compensate and move your body in different ways to try to get underneath that bowling ball. 
Well, your body does the same thing when the head's in front. The low back starts to arc. Think of a pregnant lady. The uterus is pulling out, the back is arcing because you have all this weight at the front of the, the pelvis. Well, when the head's in front, that arc increases and it puts more pressure on the small of the low back. Mm -hmm. And then the muscles, because of this, continue to weaken even more. I understand. Yeah. So it usually comes down to everyday behavior, posture, and then mental and physical diet. Is that a pretty fair assessment? That's a fair assessment, yes. And so a bigger, bigger thought would be is we all create our own problems. Mm -hmm. me, I happen to agree with me, that. Me included. So whatever you're experiencing in your life, you inherently created it. Now there's things that might have exacerbated it and you know, stress or divorce or whatever people go through that are certainly add to it. But the tools for getting it resolved are also there too. So you have to ask the questions, take some different steps. So posture, structure, how you do anything over long periods of time, the body's such a great adapter, it's gonna make that an autopilot. Bad habits become autopilots, people you train, good habits become. It's really just changing, what's my autopilot setting? I understand. Let's set some autopilots on the right course and help some people out. I know you here in your clinic help people out, the Living Tree Center for Healing. Correct. Um, is there a website or some? some? Yeah, livingtreecenterforhealing.com, just one word. Um, and there's a lot of different resources on that website. Um, you can also get a copy of my book, The Stress Effect. Um, we talk a lot more about the three key components to stress and then how to manage it on your own and, and make some changes. I will definitely link the information below. Any last words of encouragement, wisdom, or just motivation for people that are one of those eight out of 10 people that have issues with back? Sure. So the best time to do anything was yesterday. Mm -hmm. The second best time is right now. Because the sooner you address something, like anything, yes. inherently we like to procrastinate, and I could say the same for myself occasionally, is do something now and everything you do do should make sense if you ask a few questions. So if a doctor, no matter what kind of doctor a patient consults with, is if a doctor says something that doesn't make sense, ask questions until it makes sense. And if it still doesn't make sense, then you should probably look at other options because everybody follows blindly, which is really unfortunate. Whereas if you used your thinker more often and just mm -hmm. ask some questions, most of what you're looking for can be found, whether that be me or any other doctor that you talk to. I'm really happy you mentioned that uh, so many of my clients uh, go through the same thing. They, something was off, um, sometimes many different things. But the, I ask them, what did the doctor say? What did you need to do? And then they tell me and I say, but why? I don't know. You just told me to do so. I always encourage them, please have an answer to your questions that way you will be more motivated and more in like in tune with the solution so i'm really happy you mentioned that it's okay to ask questions you me or any other specialist because uh, when you know the answer you're much more motivated to fix uh, your issues and one final thought would be too is no one cares more about you as an individual than you so to say that I as a doctor or you as a, as a trainer 
care more about your clients than they do, that would be a false statement. So for people to start taking more responsibility in themselves, they really have to make a little bit of information, have a little bit of um, skin in the game, so to speak, to understand how they work. Understand. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Nigel, for this conversation. I hope you guys got something out of it as well. For more health and fitness related topics, if you want to learn more, consider subscribing to the YouTube channel or to the podcast in general. Dr. Nigel's information will be in the description below. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for much, so much for sharing your experience. And if you have uh, questions for Dr. Nigel, leave them in the comments below and maybe we can get Dr. Nigel back on the show. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you so it, much. Bo. Have a good day.